Kesari has uh, over 20 years of experience uh, of working with the Bureau of uh, Indian Standards, uh, the Federation of Indian Chambers of Commerce and Industry, and he currently works for the German Agency for International Cooperation, GIZ. Uh, uh, Mr. Kesari has specialized or specializes in market uh, access conditions, including the regulatory landscape. Uh, standards, uh, techno technical regulations, and compliance procedures. Uh, that's quite a bit. Uh, uh, you also listened uh, while we uh, while we just had the talk with uh, Mr. Singh from uh, from Process. Any uh, special things that you uh, reflect want to reflect on, or anything you heard that was hey, that's interesting. Yes, Martin. Actually, it's a couple of things. Which uh, is there something? which also extends naturally to the area that we work in, in the area mm -hmm. of technical regulation. So what Sarah said about, uh, basically I would like to point out the gap between the technology and the policy. So mm. that is one topic or one area that we also face when we work in the area of technical regulations. So in the terms of, for example, technology keeps on changing very fast. And if the standards and conformity assessment, so those kinds of things, certification. Do they reflect the latest technology, which mm -hmm. many companies would follow? Also, the companies are following different technologies. So should we disc focus more on technology independent standards or we should look into performance standards? So these kinds of questions keep on coming to us also. Mm. So this is, I think, uh, which is there. And second is also that uh, what Sairad said is about the intention of anything, because in our case also, technical regulations, people normally see it as a technical barrier to trade. Mm -hmm. Nobody sees the positive side of that. So mm -hmm. in that sense, what happens is that, uh, yes, people say that, yes, uh, why these technical regulations are on increase in India, why as a company we have to comply to so many things, but the thing is that if we look behind that, the intention is good, but mm -hmm. then we could always maybe improve or work further on the access to information for the companies and especially the foreign companies, because once they are coming, so it might be a bit of challenge for them to understand the process and everything. And so I think what uh, Sarah said, I would agree with those two points, definitely. Mm, interesting. Okay. Uh, uh yeah what what i wanted to ask also to you because you work a lot with smes also right and and, mm -hmm. and, and yeah. process um uh yeah they, they're investing of course in startups that 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 scale very uh, well to very large companies um mm -hmm. can you say something about the way you or in your office support smes in india yes so basically when i talk about all these technical issues that mm. a company has to face and when we see the small and medium enterprises usually the companies we work a lot with german companies which are coming in india so mm. they start with trade great trading of the trade part is much more important and rather the manufacturing usually is not there so when so a lot of their products are imported to india and suddenly with the technical regulation they have to start thinking about how do we comply to all these requirements? Where do we get the license from? Where do we register? So these are very challenging questions for a small and medium enterprises. If mm -hmm. we compare them with the bigger companies, 
the bigger companies might have an internal resources to handle all these things but mm -hmm. they also after some stage they would like they would have their own challenges but the smes face very basic challenges where to get the information mm -hmm. uh, is our product covered or not so what we are doing in our uh, area so we come from global project quality infrastructure uh, which is set up by the german federal ministry for economic affairs to support uh, all these industries so what we are working is uh, we are working with the help of industry associations because mm -hmm. we are also directly trying to reach out to these small and medium enterprises but it is always better to include in the process the industry associations and chambers so mm -hmm. in that case what we do is because they have the outreach to the small and medium enterprises we also kind of collect the information the challenges which are faced by individual companies try to generalize it or to find out the common challenges faced by the industry and then develop solutions for that so in our process the industry association whether that is indo-german chamber of commerce or vdma so the industry chambers which are working and right also we work with a lot of indian uh, associations for example mm -hmm. confederation of indian industry and federation of indian chambers of commerce so then these becomes uh, the kind of aggregator of all the challenges mm. that are being and then even the solutions which are developed that applies to different smes so it works out well in that way so this is how we try to help them mm. and across all industries or yes we work across different sectors but then the focus comes into those sectors which are basically uh, being regulated in India because yeah. uh, so we work mostly on the regulated sectors in India. Yeah, and there's, there's been a rise on all these technical regulations uh, in India mm -hmm. uh, rather recently. Uh, can you sketch mm -hmm. a bit of the of the background of of this? Uh, why is this happening, or uh, why is this happening now? Uh, so maybe I can take you back around if we can compare uh, the situation around maybe five years back and now mm -hmm. uh, how can we look at that so then at that stage there were only around 100 products which were regulated in india mm -hmm. at the I'm talking about 2015 or something around that and now the number of products which are regulated are more than 400 and mm -hmm. in alone in 2020 around more than 200 products have been uh, notified to be regulated by mm -hmm. Indian government. So this is a huge change. But then let's also look at why this change is happening. So in the mm -hmm. last five years, there have been a lot of change at the strategic level, as well as operative level with issues related to quality infrastructure. When I talk about quality infrastructure, it basically means standards, technical regulations, conformity assessment procedure, and all these things. So mm -hmm. then the government started uh, thinking strategically about how uh, the all QI related issues uh, can be addressed in India. And mm -hmm. they started organizing national standards conclave every year. So mm -hmm. these were the issues where they started thinking. And then because uh, one more initiative of Make in India that you would have heard, that is where of government of India, they have brought back the focus on manufacturing sector. Mm -hmm. And because if one, they have the focus on manufacturing sector and they are looking for different companies to set up here. So naturally they have, they cannot ignore 
the issues around standards and certification labs and all those issues comes along with that so these mm. is these are the these were the changes which was happening at the strategic level and then another major thing then government brought in was uh, the bureau of indian standards act so they also started working on the policy level what kind of acts need what changes so one major change was the bureau of indian standards act so that was revised in 2016 and mm -hmm. uh, that actually allowed a lot of flexibility in the system earlier if i say then the process usually which i also saw that when i was working with bureau of indian standards many years ago so there was primarily one kind of license system which was there and the officer used to vis visit the location of the premises of the factory check all the process and everything and then only the company could have a license from BIS. But now mm -hmm. there are multiple procedures which are available. And even without a physical visit of the officer, the companies can get licensed. So then there is a lot of flexibility. So all these things have been happening in my sense, most connected to the focus back on manufacturing. And as yeah. well as at the same time that the government wants to focus on safety, and consumer safety and those aspects are also important so all these combines are because of which the technical regulations are on the rise in india okay that's uh, that's good uh, that's good to uh, good background <laughs> there uh, mm -hmm. if we're talking about these technical regulations and uh, as you're working for a german agency uh, you might be able mm -hmm. to say something about the difference between uh, the technical regulations in let's say european union and mm -hmm. in India, uh, because I guess many European companies will say, but uh, all my products ha already have uh, all these certifications for the EU. Uh, why do I need, uh, uh, yeah, or why do I need an, another certificate or for um, for India? Mm -hmm. uh, so I will come back to a question that there is one that there is a basic difference in the approach of how products are regulated in eu or germany and how the approach is there in india so in eu as we all know that it is basically that the products have to meet the essential requirements the intention is same on both the sides but the procedure or the approach is different in the sense that they have to meet the essential requirements which have been specified in the regulation and mm -hmm. the technical solutions are just added as in uh, standard voluntary standards which they can follow or not follow in case if they follow then they have the advantage of presumption of conformity whereas mm -hmm. in india what we have done is that uh, basically in the regulations the indian standards are mentioned there directly so any mm -hmm. company who wants to meet the indian regulations then they have to follow the indian standards and at times it is also possible that all the Indian standards are not same as the international standards or European standards. Mm -hmm. They are different because the, at times it is also because of the difference in climatic regions or the conditions and things like that. But also there may be other reasons because of which the national standards deviate from the international standard. Then the company will have to comply to the Indian standards if they want to import or produce domestically in India. So that mm. becomes a challenge and a potential technical barrier to trade for companies. Uh, 
Because would that also mean that companies have to change their whole product for the Indian market? Because otherwise, it's not they 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 are not compliant. At times, uh, yes, it could also be possible because uh, the companies will have to modify their manufacturing process recently mm. for even up to, for example, recently in some case an automotive component, the issue of uh, marking how the conformity mark, like mm -hmm. what we know from CE mark, something similar to that, India has a standard mark. So where do they put it on the tire? So this was also one. So whether that is visible or not. So those kinds of issues keep on coming and where we may not realize that, but the product manufacturing process also needs to be tweaked a bit in that case. Mm. So yes, it could happen like that also. Yeah, so the, the impact is, uh, is could be large for these new uh, technical regulations on, um, on, on companies. Um, which, which sectors are mainly affected or are most regulated uh, at this point? Uh, if I talk about the recent products, uh, mm. I would say steel and steel products are uh, mm. regulated. Uh, in fact, it is still a number of new products are being added in the list. And then medical devices, uh, mm -hmm. electronic and IT products, toys, and uh, a lot of other electrical equipment is also something which has been recently uh, notified to be regulated. So I see a lot of these sectors. Chemicals is also another one. So these mm -hmm. are primarily the sectors which have been uh, recently regulated mm -hmm. a lot. But I also in future, we look that uh, in addition to these, machineries would also be regulated. So this is something which is being worked upon. So we see that it would come under regulations. Yeah. So machineries. Okay, so, and that will have, of course, a big, a big impact because a lot of machines are uh, imported exactly. in India from, uh, from EU uh, companies. Um, yes. I, I wonder also, like, like, so, so tests, okay, the regulations might be different, but so test certificates from from an internationally recognized uh, testing uh, lab. Uh, mm -hmm. But out, yeah, so outside of India, are they acceptable in India, or uh, how does this work? Unfortunately, no, no. Uh, no, because then for all the regulations, it is also that the manufacturers will have to get uh, the product tested in a lab which is recognized by uh, the Indian government representative which is the Bureau of Indian Standards so mm -hmm. they have to get so this is one thing but then a lot of uh, foreign testing and certification testing institutes are already available in India whether we talk of TUV Rhineland, TUV Sud or TUV Nord so they already have uh, presence in India and in fact they are they are present their presence here can help the companies in getting their products tested. But then apart from these, there are n numbers of testing institutes which have been recognized by Indian government, which the manufacturers can use. So do you have the feeling that it becomes a bit more streamlined uh, internationally, like, or, or uh, is India still, or, or is India faring its own, uh, is, is going its own way, or how do you? Uh, so I would not say this maybe five or six years before that, but then now there was also another development that uh, the national standards conclave that I was talking about, 
So mm -hmm. India has also formulated its uh, first uh, national strategy for standardization, Indian national strategy for standardization. So mm -hmm. this is a government uh, ministry of Com uh, commerce and industry which brought it out and they have kind of uh, outlined the goals in terms of all these issues. So mm. what we find that the intention, as I said, it was good in the sense that they, one of the goals would be that the Indian standards can be harmonized to the international standards to mm -hmm. involve all the stakeholders in the standard formulation activity and then how can we also work into so from all these perspective we can see that there is always an intention and that is how the direction next action plans are what are being developed is working into is that mm -hmm. india should not be looking at itself but it is more of basically uh, kind of looking globally what is happening and what mm -hmm. is not happening so the perspective is global and it is also in line with the make in india or the recent atmanirbhar initiative which is basically a self-reliant initiative of the government so all these are aligned to something where we can basically see that it is looking global so then it is obviously the, the systems which are all being followed would be kind of uh, aligned to those things mm. Okay, that's 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 good news, uh, Dan. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Maybe a last question before we move on uh, to dive deeper into uh, the BIS uh, mm -hmm. with uh, uh, Mr. Drew Takur. Um, mm -hmm. If 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 the audience that is listening and they find they 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 they, they, they listen to you and they think like, hey, where can I find more information on uh, technical regulations and, and the products, and mm -hmm. maybe to find out if uh, their products are also regulated or new regulation is mm -hmm. coming, where 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 can they go? What um, what websites can they visit or? What I would recommend is that uh, one is of course the website of Bureau of Indian Standards, where mm -hmm. all the lists and all the documents are given there. Mm -hmm. uh, so that is uh, bis.org. But then yeah. apart from that, there are also uh, certain websites, of course, WTO notifications. They can also see where the Indian government puts the notification. The mm -hmm. third is also the various ministries. Uh, we can, mm -hmm. of course, share a list of where they should usually look. So where because the regulations are brought out usually by different ministries in India and they are notified there. So that is also something one important would be the Department of uh, DPIIT. It is known as basically the Department of Promotion for Internal Trade. So mm -hmm. that is something that they should definitely see. And what I would also recommend is our website, uh, which is gpqi.org, because all the, the news related and how it is going to impact the industry we put it out in the form of news articles. Also, we have different uh, publications, sectoral, mm -hmm. for example, machinery and things like that, we have sectoral. But one that we have worked already is in a quality infrastructure landscape study in India. So that is already freely available on our website and which gives all the regulatory landscape, which are the products which are regulated, what is the standard process of BIS? So all the issues, I think a lot of questions would be answered from that publication. Well, so I so that's, highly uh, that's, something, that. uh, that's something to download for people who are, yes, definitely. want to know more about this. 
Uh, Alok, thank you very much for your for your time and uh, explanations. Um, thank you, Martin. Thank you for for sharing.